You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. That's season nine, episode three. Uh, I'm John. And we also have Chris, who was on last week, and John returns after a, a week of absence. Didn't they get a sick note as well? Annual leave. Annual leave? For sake. Oh, I've done it again. <laughs> Ten seconds was that. Is that broken last week's record, Chris? No, that's the seven seconds over last week. Annual leave? You've just had hot leave? Oh, my word. I don't know who his line manager is. I never signed off on it. Aye, that's just terrible. I've got a Craig. <laughs> Authorising holidays when the football season started. I can't say much myself. I was yeah, I was going to say, you had done your the previous week, so... <laughs> so, I'll, I'll ask permission from you next time, John. We're, we're, we're still early in the season. We're still easing ourselves in. It's, we've not the week has started yet. You've been quicker than come on it, mind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, after the game. Yeah. Well, we start with come on, and get them slaughtered out of the way. Yeah, I you think. Yeah, um, that's just a a shocker. I, I, mean, I did a blog summarising um, the fact it took them so long to appoint Alessio. Um, the fact they've not brought any players in. Um, well, they've brought in just two to replace all the ones that went out. But at the end of the day, they were playing a side, a part-time team from Wales who were all um, travelling down seven hours down the road to work the next day and who needed a penalty shot to beat Edinburgh City in the Challenge Cup four months ago. There's no excuse, basically. I think when you've seen all the ties, it was probably come on, you want the one you thought that was the guaranteed. That's the best, best chance of all of them. Ah, I mean, like I said, the, the, the Challenge good, Cup gave us the, the good sort of gauge and how we're going as key with the fat, and just kind of them, so <laughs> come on, let's see them beat them. Mm-hmm. Already, yeah. there's talk of problems that come on in terms of players not liking his ways, and he's maybe a bit standoffish. Ah, I was just trying to find what Aldo had said in the group chat. He was saying right. that the, the players don't seem to like Alessio. So, you can't yeah. read out word for word what Aldo's been saying, but I think, to be fair, he's um, he's a bit um, peeved at the fact that he'd booked a trip to um, Belgrade. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless he's still committed to going to see... Going. <laughs> oh, God. Gordon Sawyer's and Aldo on tour, now that'd be a, a laugh. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing I've read that Aldo said was they've had three shots on target over 180 minutes and won a game. We had the woodwork three times and their keeper was excellent. But you know what? They deserve to go through. We deserve nothing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I heard complaints from Alessio as well saying that all oh, that Connie Keys were too physical. It's like you need to match that. You're an experienced team. You come across, across that in domestic football, you can deal with physical. I am just. One of the more physical teams in the league, maybe. You may as well put uh, one in the Kawala, get relegated if he's not going to deal with physicality of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's talk about the way um, him trying to change too much, make them expansive when they don't have many creative players to, um, to do so. I mean, I think they're depending a lot on Chris Bark, who's, you know, 
what is he, 35 now? The, so, I mean, that's a lot to ask. And Ori McKenzie's another one that's a, that's a workhorse. They only have him in Brophy up front, really. Um, but, you know, they've been linked with Stephen May from us. I know Aldo's not keen to understand why, because he doesn't score enough goals. But, you know, it wouldn't be the worst foil for, for Brophy. Um, they possibly could do better, but... Um, they could do they worse. Need, they need creativity. That's the big, the big thing. And I think they've needed that probably yeah. since John Day lost. When Greg Stewart left, and also as well, obviously, John Jones um, signed a pre-contract and then wasn't really seen much after that. Um, th- that's where the mass were lack. When you're depending on guys like Dom Thomas um Greg Kilty, who are both out on loan last year in the Championship, both maybe decent enough score players, but just... Not enough. They should, as you say, though, you'd have enough to get by the game on uh, Thursday, but maybe it's a wake up call, early wake up call for the Myers. Maybe it's not going to be as easy as what he maybe thought. The thing is, well, I think it's maybe harsh to say, but maybe Kilmarnock might have been put in their place a wee bit in terms of, I think it's expectations have obviously massively been raised because of how good Clark um, did with them. But before that, you've got to remember where Kilmarnock were. Yeah. The same players that were there. I mean, you talk about, I it's shown that Mark did the same with the same players that were there. Well, they, they players are also capable of really poor results as well. Yeah, but I doubt. Um, I think, you know, Clark obviously did a wonderful job for the past uh, 18, 19 months, whatever it was he was in charge for, but... Um, got to remember, he, he knew weeks before that he was leaving, Um so, but why didn't he have any players um, lined up? Was it because he knew he was leaving? Um, no, that needs to be looked at as well. But I think the commander on board need to answer why. Because the, the way Steve Clark talks in his media conference when he was unveiled as Scotland manager, he'd made his mind up that he was leaving Kilmarnock at the end of the season, like weeks before. Um, so why did the commander uh, board wait another four weeks and... Leaking that they were looking at guys like uh, Paul Clement and uh, Roberto Di Matteo, etc., and then come out with um, Alessio. It just seems a wee bit underwhelming, but the, it took them far too long to make that appointment. Sounds to me like they never quite got their first choice. Aye. Yeah, it still wouldn't really surprise me if it was a recommendation from Clark somehow, in terms of maybe knowing Alessio through his Chelsea links. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Why else would he have been? even interested in the job, I don't know, it just seems a, a bizarre one. I think the fear is that he turns into Alan Eden Cathro, because everyone was talking up how he could make a great head coach, and uh, he'd only ever really been an assistant, but he had some great ideas, and then, it was yeah. utter rubbish at hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I mean, maybe nobody wanted to work out with uh, Craig Levine after that, which is why Levine ended up with the job, but the, the signs were there for uh, Cathro. It's a canned after the, the, the disappointing uh, exit conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he wouldn't have that same issue, but he's got the pressure's already won after this the exit. Yeah, and then you've got a difficult start to the league campaign as well, because you played Rangers and Aberdeen in the first three games. Uh, it's not the start you want, is it? The years they won, so. But then I suppose, on the other hand, like, you could get everybody back on board if he can pick up victories in those games. Yeah, I wonder how they'll be arranging um, friendlies again against because um, obviously they wouldn't have had any plan thinking they'd Europe, but 
Will they need to? Have, I don't know. Will they play United reserves or under twelves to um, get some match practice or Talbot even? Um, <laughs> uh, no, they had a. They, I know they had a friendly yesterday against Darvel in the juniors, but uh, it was very much after. You set the up team. I think maybe at the odd um, senior player played like Alex Bruce and Dom Thomas played, but. Yeah, it's just another blot in the games. They've not uh, scored. I mean, they've not scored a goal in uh, apart from against the, what, the first game at Wales, like in pre-season. Yeah, didn't do particularly well. I think they played two games in was it Spain. They went a pre-season trip, and mm. they played two Romanian teams. So goals is certainly an issue. Yeah, definitely. It's just a shame but for Scottish football again. You know, we're talking about um, another humiliating exit and, you know, it just names roll off the tongue like Bohemians um, at Media Bar- Bratislava, Protest Nagorn, who, of course, Rangers get a chance for quite revenge against um, this week's... Um, it just does no, nothing for the coefficient at all. Um, and it's up to the other three to try and push on a bit further. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, uh, the other three did their job for the coefficient this week. Um it was looking a wee bit dodgy your game right enough at one point. Yeah, it was looking dodgy um, the first few minutes. And then as soon as we got the penalty, um, that just like, calmed us down. And we, that was a tie, a 4-2 tie over two legs. It should have been about 8-2 um, or 9-2 because we had so many chances over two games. Sam Cosgrove himself could have had double hat-trick over the two games. Um, he's also got two goals from it, although the one the first game was... Still a bit of debate as to whether that was his goal or not, um, but the, the the header he had after his his penalty was an absolute sitter, um, which shows why some Aberdeen fans are still um, not convinced convinced by him. But they got the job done. It wasn't pretty, but they're through. Um, although it should have been a bit more than what um, it turned out to be. Job done though. That's the thing. Um... There's a lot of folk online as well, like the, the job's done. We created a lot of chances. You'd, you'd rather be creating chances. Um, mm-hmm. Which was an issue that I think we had last year, last season. So. Ah, was, as long as you're taking them later on, then aye, that's fine. Um, you're creating a lot that won't create, but you need to start converting them. The, 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 the simple fact is, in these games, it's not a case of well, it wasn't even a case of winning them. I mean, it's good to win them for the coefficient, but as we get through the next round, both games finished 2 1 to Aberdeen, so job done. 4 2 aggregate. It was very comfortable as well. When you look at the headlines in terms of scrapes through, obviously. Yeah. Like, was... Apart from the opening few minutes, yeah. Ops uh, never really excited anything at all. Um, I thought we were pretty much in control. Positives to take. Lewis Ferguson again, outstanding, I thought. Um, guy that's basically been asked to kind of play a kind of real senior role in the team wins a penalty and then obviously scores light on he's a bit fortunate obviously with the goal um, later on Deed Campbell comes in for his first start in Europe but it's really assured as well yeah uh, new signings Hedges certainly looks like he's going to be a, a definite asset um, that's where McGinn looks like he's coming back into a wee bit of form as well um, I still don't understand why Cosco gets so much criticism um, we must say his chances, but he got to get in the positions to match the chances, and he yeah. scored a ton of goals last season. And he's he's still a player that's improving all the time, I think as well. He's got a lot to learn. So, mm-hmm. 
teams to get a bit of unfair criticism, I think. So same as Adam Rooney. Adam Rooney used to get into uh, we used to always be odd and score goals. Well, there's a lot of teams in the like domestically. I'm pretty sure it would fight just a goal scorer. <laughs> you know, you know what our fans are like though, John. They can be a fickle bunch. I mean, if um, if Twitter and Facebook etc. was around in 1978, they'd be asking the question: What are Aberdeen doing? Um, appointing a manager who had been sacked by St. Martin, lack of ambition. Hashtag. That's the sort of mentality that they've caught. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, I think it happens. Yeah, I think it happens to all teams. But, uh, I no, it's more with your own club. It annoys me. It does annoy me at times. So I don't see the point, especially in media, like social media, where these players are on social media. I've seen like some comments, whether you agree with the signing or not, or like the likes of Ash Taylor, I've seen some comments online where you just think, get a grip. These are professional. These are guys that are just doing their job. You wouldn't like someone coming on and you on social media about your job and how you're doing it. Um, I think sometimes it goes a wee bit too far. These guys are kind of claiming to be fans of the club. Well, get behind the players as opposed to criticising them. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Ash Taylor, his, his missus um, doesn't have to come on and just um, give a lot of stick just for banter, um, which I think is quite good. Um, Ash Taylor did alright. I mean, he was unlucky with deflection. Um, he's obviously got to throw his leg out to try and block the ball, and it's just deflected off his knee then. But um, the only thing that I think he really did wrong in the game was he tried to take a throw in and he went out for a throw down the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Other than that, that, I thought he was um, solid, probably a better defender because I thought McKenna was a lot, was dodgy for the goal. Um, Constantine was okay. Logan picked up a celebration later on. Um, which hopefully won't cost him later on, because um, that's the thing. If you get two bookings, he can miss a, a more crucial game, just because he yeah. did something silly in that last game. I think what the what is shown that this earlier on in the season is that probably still a little bit short in terms of numbers at the back. I forget a couple of injuries, There's a couple of players missing, because obviously Devlin and Lee were both out. There was no defensive option really on the bench. I know Gallagher was saying the ball was a full back, but. Um, yeah, I still think we're a bit short in numbers in defence. But maybe then they're still keeping the budget open for hoping to come in. But then that wouldn't be until October that he's maybe even starting to get back to some kind of fitness. So, yeah. I don't know. Unless you trust maybe some of the youth players, but there's no one there really that I think is maybe capable of stepping up. Yeah, and maybe um, we'll get targets later if um, a big big comes in from McKenna over the next few weeks. Um, obviously, I hope it doesn't happen that we get another year out of him, but um, uh, we, know, we've, we all know that if we get a bid in region of um, 5 million plus, he's off. Aye, I suppose the good thing is if he has in different performances, then maybe clubs won't look at him as much. Well, that's true, but then we need him to perform if we're going to get in the group stages and have a good start Aye. to the season, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, Rangers um, obviously got their job done pretty convincingly. Um, right, they, was it made, nine changes, it, ten, Yeah, nine changes, yeah. And uh, Morelos came on and scored a hat-trick. Um, they even started Greg Stewart, couldn't believe it. Um, Defoe comes on and scores twice. Uh, it was Greg Doherty got a game. Um, he's seemingly been impressing Gerrard. Um, I thought he was a little unlucky to go on loan last season. It shows when Broadcast he did well. So, yeah, they're certainly got options and they're I'm just surprised they're letting Kandias go. Yeah, I yeah, think that was because he's decided he doesn't want to fight for his place. I think Gerard wanted to keep him, but he said, oh, well, 
I like when Hearts talks. He's always coming up. Thought it's pretty good against Aberdeen, but then you talk to Rangers fans, they, they say he's massively inconsistent. But depends on Rangers fans you talk to. I think some of the Rangers fans think he's, think he's great and can't believe that you can't get on with Gerard or other ones don't great at all. It's very strange. Um, I mean, anything I've seen him after he's been a decent player, but I mean, if if the manager's not going to rate him and he's not going to, he, if he's not going to play for that manager, then he's as well leaving. Um, so I can understand why he's away. It's just. Seems a bit of a disappointing one. Certainly, if I was a Rangers fan, it'd be a bit unfortunate that he was away. You featured most of last season, mind you. Right, that was the thing. It's like he's, he's, there was some people suggesting he's going to he's leaving to try and get more football, which would make sense if the manager doesn't rate him and isn't going to play him. But you're right. I mean, the last the, the numbers he's got over the last couple of years suggest he's played nearly 100 games in two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if part of that is because they still think they've got Hope Ryan getting, um, coming in as well. Um, although he's been featuring pre-season for Liverpool. But um, but they've also got Jones, they've got um, Hasty, but I didn't think Hasty would be a first team at this stage of his, uh, his career. But yeah, it's an interesting one, that one. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, they've got progress in the corner next round, um, looking for revenge from two seasons ago. And Aberdeen have got Shakura Sakiri, I think that's how you pronounce it, from Georgia. And Scotland don't have a good record in Georgia, but that, let's hope the Don's team does better than the national team did. Yeah, and then if we get through that tie, we get a repeat of the Rejeka tie. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, I see um, BBC have put, while well, Aberdeen could meek Rajeka of Croatia, so we typo there. Don't often say that <laughs> the BBC. <laughs> it's not like the BBC, is it? No, not at all. Yeah. The interesting one for me was that um, if Celtic don't get past um, Norm, then they would drop into the Europa League, and the Europa League draw was done, and we could face that Shikeda the Macedonian team that Norm put out. So if it happens the other way around, when Norm drop into that, Norm could play them again. <laughs> Obviously, that's the scenario I'm hoping for. I don't really care if Shikenda or whatever that gets through, but if, if it's possible that Norm could play Shikenda again, I think I've said it in three different ways in three different attempts. Did Celtic not have that situation last season where they played the team in the, the group stages yeah, in Europa League? We knocked Rosenberg out of the second qualifying round, so the one we're just about to start playing. Uh, in the Champions League, they dropped into the Europa League, got all the way through to the group stages. We obviously dropped in after we played the AG Athens and got through to the group stages, and they drew us together, so we beat them again. <laughs> I think we beat them three out of four games, the other one was a nothing each draw. I'm quite surprised you've actually not got Rosenberg again, but um, yeah, you will be playing either um, Cluj or um, Maccabi Tel Aviv, and um, as Tim put, um, will we just uh, if it's Tel Aviv, will we just um, pay the fine? Uh, we'll just start raising the money for Palestine now. Uh, may as well. Um, uh, aye, it's uh, it's not the greatest uh, draws for us, but it's not the worst either. Um, it's a bit. It's not really places I want to go. Um, I think Cluj beat Astana in the first round, which is another name from Celtic's recent history. Uh, but no, I'd... They've been in the group stages before, haven't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Aye, they were they were up there a few years ago. They had financial difficulties about four year four or five year ago. Yeah. Um, so that's why the the coefficient's been pretty much wiped out because there's nobody like to play in Europe. So yeah, that's why they were the the unseeded team, I think. So I um I don't fancy going to play Cluj. I don't really fancy going to Israel again. So it's not the greatest of draws from a number of perspectives. But like I say, it could have been worse. We could have got somebody more difficult. Um, but first of all, we have to get past Norm, um, which starts this week. Uh, obviously, we have got ready to get past Sarajevo, uh, another another victory. And as I said, we've had seven or eight victories so far for the Scottish teams. So um, wasn't wasn't especially anything to write home about. Um, good, it was about nine thousand passes before Ryan Christie scored. Uh, they equalised through a bit of a mistake from Ball and Golly. Uh, he was getting. I can't. I'm not sure if he was getting praised or ripped apart for the way he played in this game because he was bombing forward a lot. He wasn't really under too much pressure when it came to defending, so he was allowed to bomb forward a lot. Neil Lennon was asked about it after the game and suggested it wasn't exactly in the game plan. Uh, but it was Ball and Golly's mistake that led to the equaliser. Uh, so he was put under a bit of pressure and, and, and didn't perform. So um, I think he has a bit to learn. Uh, we shall see how things progress with him. Uh, but in the end, McGregor. Um, got as a winner so 2-1 victory in the night 5-2 in aggregate playing Norm at Celtic Park this week yeah, it was pretty much job done and um, yeah you would expect Celtic to come through this uh, this next tie um, obviously it won't be easy but I see that you're signing a, a right back from Happy Uh is he a right subject back subject I've seen a few people suggest he might play centre-back, but I think he's a right-back, which is where we're obviously very weak at the moment. Um, I don't think it's going to be done in time for uh, this round, so if he does sign, it's going to be a case of waiting until the next one, whether that be the Champions League or Europa League. So we need to persist with our makeshift right-backs that we've been doing until this point in time. But, Again, I don't understand the, why it's taking so long, you know, because we've known for... Well, for nine months, uh, for seven months or whatever it is, um, that you that you needed a right back because it was likely Lustig was going to go and um, Gamble was never getting a new contract. And you only had Tony Ralston, so I don't understand why yeah. nobody's been brought in by now. It's pretty poor scouting. Yeah, I mean, in, in this case, it's still not a done deal, which is the worrying part. But like, is it, there is there's work permit issues because I think he's only got what one cap or something uh, for his country, so uh, there will be a an appeal application for the, the work permit they usually come through in Scotland at least they generally really get knocked back but we'll, again there's always that chance so uh, we need to wait and see but yeah I don't think he's going to be signed up in time for this um, in time for this round I think the deadline's already passed that so, so what we have is what we've got and that's what we need to go with The Aberdeen game in Thursday is in Premier Sports as well. I noticed they picked up. Yeah. yeah, which is good. Yeah, the imaginal show. I take it Rangers must be at home first. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they'll probably show that in the second leg. And are Celtic right. at home this week? Celtic at home this week, guy. Yeah, so, good, good luck to all three. That's Aberdeen and Rangers both on Thursday, Celtic play Wednesday night um, with the return leg on Tuesday. And I'd imagine Aberdeen and Rangers are both Thursday next week as well. Yeah, 
So, aye, that's good luck to all of them. Um, shall we move on to the, the ongoing League Cup fixtures then? Yeah, we recorded Tuesday last week. Um, Mate, was we it? Oh, you've gone back that far. Uh, well, I was going to say, we recorded Tuesday last week and we talked about the 800 penalties that were taken in the Peter game. Um, the Wednesday night games, not, I mean, we had a shock a bit with Cove Rangers held Dundee, uh, nothing each draw, so Paul Hartley um, getting one over his old team there. Dundee did win the penalty shootout for the bonus point, but still, that's a, a point drop for them. Uh, but other than that, there was a couple of hidings. Arbroath beat Stirling Albion 6-1, Dunfermline beat Albion Rovers 6-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton beat Clyde 3-1, and Simon beat Edmund City 1-0. Then at the weekend, uh, Hibs got a routine win, um, two goals now, but it was St Mirren um, drawing with East Cobride and losing the Pelish shout. That was probably the biggest shock, although not far behind it, probably Edinburgh City beating Dunfermline, given Dunfermline won their first two games. Yeah, I think the Edinburgh City win over Dunfermline is probably the bigger shock, actually. Um, that's, I was, like you say, Dunfermline started being well on this group and they've just completely fallen away uh, with that defeat, so um, who knows what's going to happen in that group. Um, the Friday night games weren't overly shocking. Um, well, we'll be 4 0 in the live game. Then United beat could be 3 0. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the biggest shock, though, is um, for the second game running, St Johnson lost. Ross County beat them 2 1. Um, yes. I've seen some of that game. I mean, St Johnson won a up. There was a point that um, they had a chance where the keeper was completely nowhere. And I think it was O'Halloran actually uh, tried to be too clever with it and put it in the post, and he hit the post with it and missed. Oh. Obviously, then Ross County managed to turn it around just before half time at two one. So, yeah, win. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was apparently that's the first time that a Premiership team has lost two consecutive games uh, in the, the league section since it came back. That's been the the fourth season of it. We looked yeah. at it last week. That was uh, SPL stats with another terrific tweet. I might be quoting SPL stats a lot, as I have done in previous seasons as well. Yeah. What's the only team who have played three games to have nine points? Yeah. Yeah, they've started very well. Um, Luxus will... So pretty much getting you through. Um, you might get through with eight uh, as one of the, the best runners up. Um, the fact that Johnson, Johnson can only get six at this point means they're out. Um, so that's interesting. That's I caught some um, highlights of some of the Lord games in, in the League Cup on YouTube, just whatever I could find, basically. Um, one of the games was there in Falkirk, and it seemed like half-time the air mascot went on with a Wales flag and they were playing a Tom Jones song. Obviously, in <laughs> reference to Kilmarnock going to get put out of Europe. <laughs> um, but yeah, Air came from behind to win that one. Um, although Falkirk um, were just to 10 men a few minutes before they went to one up. That looks pretty decent game. Um, but if you want to see guaranteed goals um, from a lower league game on YouTube, um, just Google Berwick Rangers because um, you will get goals. None for Berwick, but um, they were gubbed 6 0 by Stranra. Um, I caught some of the Motherwell Morton. The yeah, game I spoke to as a Morton fan, he was asking him, were Morton, Barbado, or Motherwell that good? And he basically just said the main difference was 
Motherwell, the, the width that they had. Seedorf and Hilton both looking good. A lot of pace, which I think Motherwell maybe been lacking a wee bit. I know they had pace, they doing well for a bit last season, but those two, and then the young boy Scott up front, who Motherwell have got high hopes for, so mm-hmm. Motherwell slacked off pre-season pretty well. Well, I know it's the actual season, but I still feel that's top it, it does a bit see when you look at some of the attendances as well and um, when you when you see all those grounds that only have one stand um, open um, it's it's a little bit disheartening. I mean I know they've tried to lower the prices like I know gen, generally it's 12 quid for most of the games um, I mean I still think what they're doing just now is a good idea but it does have that as you say the pre-season feel because um, you know, Hibs are expected to breeze past Alwa um, at home. It's not really a game that's going to bring out um, too, you know, too many on a, on a Saturday. Um, and you know, St Johnston don't get great attendances as it is, and it's sixteen hundred went to that game. It's a bit disappointing, but no, well done to those who are actually getting out and going to the games. I think the interesting thing that might be worth keeping an eye on is the, the glass group, the one was in Delfermont and St Martin and Edinburgh City have only played two games and the other two games against Albion Rovers and East Kilbride. It's not inconceivable Edinburgh City can finish with nine points now, thanks to that one at the weekend. Um, and if they finish with nine points, you're looking at, I think, Delfermont play at the weekend um, and they're up against... East Kilbride, so you'd expect in November we're probably going to finish nine points as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then St Mirren have played three games and I've got four points, so it's possible Dunfermline and Edinburgh City can both finish nine points in this group. Yeah. Nine points might well be enough to get Edinburgh City through if they can do it. Yeah, it's, it's looking a good possibility, but um, no, it's not exactly a good start for Jim Goodwin. Um, after Tony Fitzpatrick coming out saying uh, their top six material, Goodwin's came out straight away and says, well, we actually need at least five more players. So <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously not in the same wavelength, I think. Um, someone needs to tell Tony, just, um, I know you're a big passionate St Mirren guy, but just bring it in a little bit. Um, it's a bit of a laughing stone when you put yourself out there. Although he's lowered his expectations for last season, because last season it was top four. So... Just looking across the other groups to see if there's anything else that might be of, of interest like that. A Hamilton party Thistle was a draw and Hamilton won the Pellishet, but the um, the bigger news that came from that game was that um, there was a there was a fan um, that took a heart attack and one of the players I think it was one of the players' dads um, helped save his life. Nice. I think that was at Mansell, I think. Yeah. So that was nice to to hear. Um, So the, the League Cup continues tomorrow night. Um, Tonight, East Fife, Hibs Abroth, Inverness play Cove Rangers, Wraith Rovers play Peterhead, Ireland play Morton, Dumbarton play Motherwell, Bear Rangers play Falkirk, Stranaer play Livingston, Albion Rovers play St. Martin, and Edinburgh City play East Kilbride. So there's well, the first of those two games. Um, technically, Albion Rovers could also finish in nine points, but they'd have to beat St. Martin to do it. I know it would be a disaster for uh, Jim Good. <laughs> yeah, because then they pretty much finished bottom of that group. Um, that'd be something if Albion Rovers um, came out of that group with two wins um, from their two home games, but we'll wait and see. 
Uh, and then Wednesday night, we've got Hearts, Stenhouse, Muir, we've got Ross County, Forfa, we've got St Johnson versus Brighton. You know, St Johnson don't win that, you have to start questioning whether Tommy Rich could be the manager for much longer. Um, Airdrie play Queen's Park, and Partick Thistle play Clyde. Well, it used to be a Glasgow derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Friday night, we've got the, the interesting like, game, Elgin City versus Hibs. Be, mm-hmm. That one's on the telly, so. Yeah. Money spinner for Elgin there. Oh, I doubt. I think it's Dundee Inverness it's on Sunday. Yeah, it will be. Inverness, that was a comfy win. I saw highlights of that game and what you notice from Inverness is that um, they like a set-piece goal because three of them are for set-pieces. Um, I think it's going to be their 40 this season. Uh, All host of League Cup games on Saturday. Interestingly, also, League football starts on Saturday because the Highland League and the Lowland League gets underway. Ah. Well, yeah. I can tell Hayland, Berwick... Hayland League's going to be interesting because there's obviously no Cove Rangers on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can safely say looking at um, Berwick in these couple of League Cup games that they're not going to come back up through the league. I think yeah. you'll ah, see someone like East Kilbride or Kelly Hearts. Um, or, um... Oh, there's a Borders team that I'm thinking about. But I can't put the name Could be Spartans. Spartans. Oh, Edinburgh, you mean? Yeah, Edinburgh. It's not exactly borders. Ah, true. <laughs> Geography's all over the place. <laughs> oh, the juniors gets going on Saturday as well with a sectional cup as well. Talbot in the last two games have scored 18 goals in pre-season. So, I think I'm right in saying the Highland League decided to go ahead with just one team west. They haven't replaced Cove. Is that right? Yeah, 17 teams have gone with. So I'm not inviting anybody else. I there was talk at one point about one of the junior teams asking them if they fancied it, but no, not happened. Yeah. Hopefully they make Fort William just play him um, have the week off in the last game of the season because it will be safe to say Fort William will not be involved in any championship deciders. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be fair though, Fort William are sitting seventh in the league at the moment. Are they? This is the f- uh, uh, yeah. no games played yet. Yeah, of This is your favourite week. <laughs> yeah. This is a week at Aberdeen, I usually talk about League of Honor. Aye. <laughs> Actually, Aberdeen are always top this week because they're literally the first team in Scotland or the uh, alphabetical. Yeah. Even if Airdrie are in a week, you're still above them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I we like that, but we want to be top in May when it matters. Uh, it's been a while since you did that. Aye, 34 years. That's how long it's been since anyone out with Celtic and Rangers have won the, the top flight. Yep. Um, so the Lowland League has what? How many teams are there? 16 teams. Uh, aye, so. Interesting to see how that goes this season. Mm-hmm. And then there's what? East of Scotland. South of Scotland leagues are below that, I think. Because, I mean, that's the thing, because obviously we've, we've just talked about the 17 team league for the Highland League. There isn't anything below the Highland League, that's it. That's the bottom of the pyramid as far as that side's concerned, but certainly there's yeah. a lot more going down to the uh, East of Scotland League and the South of Scotland League. And...
Well, so if Easter Scotland League and Tweedmouth. <laughs> if you think Berwick are the only English team in the Scottish pyramid, nope. So. Because the the South of Scotland League almost Dumfries and Galway, and Spanish and Thistle as well. But. It's interesting. If you if you have a board, just read through Wikipedia. <laughs> you, you can spend <laughs> ages looking at these stuff. Because the power keeps going, obviously. Did um, any of you um, listen to the the interview with uh, Lee Mayer and his friend from school? Or read about it? No, I can I heard a bit about it, but I'm not. Yeah. I know there was obviously an interview with Lee Griffiths today as well. Mm-hmm. Going to this. Yeah. Yeah, Griffiths spoke um, very openly. That was um, interesting to hear. Um, obviously, you get the, the trolls who just want to give their abuse, but you just don't pay attention to them. But no, it's just good to keep the message going. It's certainly something that's that's prominent. Um, obviously, we know I've been spoken to Aaron a few weeks ago. Um, so I keep up the, yeah, just keep talking. And uh, the the Twitter account um, that we spoke about on the the what's happening the gay footballer, assuming there's a footballer in the championship. I still don't know. What, um, I still look at it and thinking is that a parody account for something? But um, hopefully, you know, that whoever's behind it is true to the word and um, speaks out this week um, because it's pretty shocking that 29 years after Justin Fashner that no f- football whilst they've been in their playing days um, have, have come out it's 21st century it shouldn't be a problem it shouldn't be a big thing for someone to come out and say they're gay uh, it's one of these things that I really want to get to that point where it doesn't matter yeah. what your sexuality is but to get to the point that nobody cares what your sexuality is we kind of have to get through the part that some people actually yeah. care because um, mm-hmm. at the moment we're in a position where people are having to hide it because yeah. it's a problem which it shouldn't be yeah it's a problem in football more than anything it's a problem in men's football yeah I think Aye, that's yeah. the thing because women's football doesn't seem to suffer from this at all mm-hmm. um, certainly not when it comes to sexuality, um, which is, I don't know if that's because women's football is at a position that's still growing its popularity, so it's it's been able to grow in its own little niche, free from all that stuff. So the problem with women's football is nobody rates women's football. That's that's starting to subside, and when that subsides, then mm-hmm. it's, it should hopefully be free from all the other nonsense that football has to put up with, and people can actually just enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And more about VAR, obviously, because that's part of the game. But. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. The things that um, that you moan about in football is your know, bad refereeing decisions, um, you know, how your team perform in the pitch, etc. Um, but what people get up to in their private lives shouldn't even be an issue. It should be a case of, oh, okay, fair enough. But society isn't that mature. John, have you fallen asleep? <laughs> Is he even there? 
let's take that as a yes. <laughs> I think John has, John has disappeared. Um, it's possible his Xbox has gone to sleep again. Did that last <laughs> week in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Maybe he's playing hide and go seek. Well, we can't see you anyway. <laughs> The thing, the thing about the podcast this time in the season is we've kind of exhausted everything we're talking about. That's why we're talking about mm-hmm. like the lower leagues and the pyramid system and mm-hmm. some of that stuff that really interests us, but oh, probably doesn't oh, here, interest all here, the listeners. There is, one, there is one transfer news that concerns a Scottish player. Um, Charlie Adam has finally found a club. Hey, who has taken on that project? Reading have signed Charlie Adam on Reading, actually, yeah. that's not a bad signing. I can't believe he's actually got a club in the championship, to be fair. That's pretty good for him, right? Yeah. Well Aye, hopefully he doesn't want to play a pundit role. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, the other bit of news that really annoyed me this week, that I think about it. Um, so, remember we had a friendly. It was our last friendly, just before we had all the... Um, the European campaign kicked off. Joseph Simonovic got sent off. Apparently he's been grassed in. The SFA have given him a two-game ban for getting sent off in a friendly. So he wasn't allowed to be suspended for Europe because of that red card, but somehow can be suspended for a league game because I think it was the Swiss FA reported it to the SFA. Mm-hmm. The Scottish FA. <laughs> Both SFA, technically. Um, but yeah, so that's given him a two-game ban, so he missed the first two league games of the season. It's a friendly. I mean, I know you shouldn't be kicking people in the head in a friendly, but it's not a friendly. These things shouldn't really count towards the important games. Yeah. It's... I remember when Eric Cantona was in his 10-month ban for kicking the fan, um, and he wasn't allowed to play any football activities at all, and he was trying to play in a... No, it wasn't even that. It was, um, it was a training it was like a training game um i guess i think it was Oldham or something like that um but of course newspapers got hold of it and the fa were um asking questions and canada flew himself to france um ready to quit man united and it took ferguson to go over and to talk to him uh, pretty, pretty ridiculous exactly there should be a limit to these things i know the kick in the head thing or the kick, the kick in the fan thing wasn't exactly the the shiny light of Eric Cantona's career, but aye, it was. Um, there should be a limit to these things. Friendlies really shouldn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember Cantona in an interview, Football Focus was asked, What's the greatest moment you can He says, Kick the fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he made a good living out. I mean he obviously had a good living for his career in my night but he made a good living off the back of um, that instant because obviously Nike got, gave him a big contract and um, <laughs> I remember Fantasy Football I think it was, was it Nick Hancock I think was on it saying um, asking for his thoughts about it and he says I thought it was terrible I thought it was tragic but most of all I thought it was very very funny <laughs> so I'm just going off on a tangent <laughs> That's not much attention still. Talk about football. Aye. But I'm talking about something from 1995 and football programmes from 1995 when we're in oh, 2019. <laughs> we, we like the heart back to these days. Yeah, true. It's weird as a Celtic fan, a heart back to the 90s. Wasn't it Zatter the greatest period for us? <laughs> yeah. I think John's um, going back to, um,
He's playing Where's Wally. We need a Ouija board to talk to him about us, isn't it? Can you talk to us from the other side? He's not dead, right? I'm not suggesting <laughs> he's died yeah. in midst of this podcast. Yeah. He has sent us a couple of messages saying he can hear us. We can hear him. I kind of want to suggest he's on mute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if he's on mute. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> Just back go. Sorry, guys. He's away playing FIFA Call of Duty or something like that. <laughs> Maybe he's watching that Rangers stream. <laughs> Oh, jeez. the Rangers stream? <laughs> um, I, should, I should point out that unlike the, the newspapers I know, it wasn't the official Rangers stream. It was somebody's dodgy knockoff stream. Um, and so I'm not really surprised it got hijacked by um, mm-hmm. illicit images, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a million jokes you can make about that. And, oh, um, yeah. Any of them because you've already thought of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we won't repeat them. Because um, our F-bomb is not talking just now. <laughs> Do you think that should be us for tonight? I think so, but you we just um, call it a night because we don't really have much else to say. Um, yeah, I'm going to put a search party for John. I uh, should say that we shall um, have a good laugh at our prediction soon because... You've sent out the email to the, yes. the, the I want to say, we are the regulars, um, the, the, the regulars and supporting cast yes. of the podcast um, have had their email to say, let's get the predictions in. So it's uh, the usual kind of stuff. Um, who's going to win the Premiership and who's going to win the Cups and who's going to get relegated and who's going to get sacked first and what your main hopes are. All good stuff. So we shall get that um, uh, talked about in the podcast once all the results are in and you've got the, the blog written up to have a laugh at us because we like to put our names out there and say this is what we thought so we can laugh back at it in May. Yeah, so yeah, next Monday we'll have the we'll talk about the predictions. We'll probably round off the European and um, the rest of the Betfair Cup stuff and we will also hopefully, unless something happens, um, we should have an interview with Kevin Harper previewing... Um, I'll be in overseason, and I'll probably ask him a question about how do you think your old club hips will do as well. Cool. Look forward to that one. Yeah. Right. Well, cheers, Chris. Cheers, John, and cheers, Invisible John. Yeah, Invisible John. That could be his new name. <laughs> uh, and, and thanks everybody for listening as usual. If you've made it this far, then you've done well because this has been quite. <laughs> Painful at times to even talk about anything. <laughs> uh, we've run out of things to talk about, so if you're still here, thanks for listening. Um, and we promise we'll be better than this next time. Yeah. Because right. we'll have what to talk about, hopefully. <laughs> right. Final word. Bye. Bye. <laughs>